Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heart Life. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen and remember, Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. In our fair city, food is provided through the seemingly endless potential of algae. The very same organisms which purify our air and process our waste have been harnessed to provide all of the proteins, vitamins, and carbohydrates necessary for a life which meets projected expectations. Even small allotments of fresh produce are prepared for policies who perform exceptionally well. Still, there are some whose appetites cannot be provided for. Within our fair city is one individual whose hunger is more unnatural, who cannot be sated by the wholesome foods we enjoy. Cruel science created this abomination without control of her monstrous need. She feasts upon sanguine tissues rent from the bodies of our own kind. She lurks deep within the tunnels, mere feet of earth from unsuspecting policies next door, hiding, feeding. Human limbs drip ichor and viscera onto the packed earth of her lair. Gnawed bones are stacked in the corners of the room and the table where real people once shared a meal tablet is awash with congealing fluids. The creature responsible is here now, its face buried deep in the calf of what was once a reasonable policy. I feel much better. Thank you, Andrew. I really needed that. It's no problem. Simon says I can come by any time I need more specimens. Wait! Why exactly did you tell him you needed human remains? I said I was doing a research project on prolonging tissue necrosis, and that if it went well, they'd let me into the science academy. I felt kind of bad lying to him like that, but uh, I think he might react badly if he found out I was feeding them to a, uh, a... you? He's not the only one who would feel that way. Oh, I think he might be. He feels strongly about it. He's been preparing a defense and survival plan for most of his life. He's always been sure that one day, an army of the Woken would arise. Uh, well, I mean, and that's what he calls, um... Things uh, like me? No, yes, so, so, sort of. Things like Dr. West's other creations. I see. Anyways, he wouldn't understand it. It's not a complete lie. Sometimes they open up a spot at the Academy if you can prove yourself, even if you did... You'd like that, wouldn't you? Getting to go back to school, get a good job with the company. No, no, I'm happy you were right here. I mean, I mean, who wants to go work for old hard life anyways? Sure, there are, are perks, but I'm fine. I, I get to take care of you, and sometimes that takes me all over the city. Uh, I've gotten to see tunnels I never knew existed. <laughs> It's okay. What Heartlife did to my family shouldn't keep you from being happy. I don't know. You deserve to go to the Academy. Maybe you really could do some experiments on the, uh, specimens before I eat them. Do you actually have any idea how to 
What was it? Prolonged tissue necrosis? No! Oh! But, yeah, but... <laughs> thank you, Mom. This really isn't so bad, is it? You know? We can keep each other company, and nobody comes to bother us down here. Don't try to make this any better. We're like a family. I've had a family. A real one. They're gone, and now I live in this dismal, dank hole. I'm not able to leave, because if I'm spotted by corporate security, I'll be gone faster than you can say walking corpse. Before you know it, I'll be whisked off to some lab where they'll probably remove my head from my body and put it in a tank to study. I am utterly stuck here with nowhere to go, and it is literally driving me insane. You mean figuratively driving you insane? Maybe, but I eat people, Andrew. Only parts of them. This is my second chance. I died, but I came back, and here I am. I must be here for a purpose. And I don't think it was to sit around in a cold, unfinished mole hole eating hamstrings! Well, I could get you an arm next time! Thank you, dear. That might be nice. But it is not the point! The point is, I have been doing a lot of thinking about what my purpose is. And I think that I need to find my son, Nathan. Oh. I see. It's something I have to do. I can't just sit around in this heat. You're really not happy here, are you? Who could be? I can't stay cooped up here. I can't. Not another day. It is miserable. There's nothing for me to do but sit and listen to that drip, drip, dripping sound and think about everything that's been taken from me. I didn't know how much you hated being here with me. It's not your fault, Andrew. You've done more for me than anyone could ask for. It's just... He's my son. Well, he's not a very good one. You don't know him like I do. He's had a hard time of it, but he's a good person. He just needs to be reminded of that sometimes. And apparently so do you. But it's dangerous out there! And what if they find you? What if you get hurt? He won't be there to help you. And what if you get around people and you, you, you... And I what? You, you start eating people! What happens then? Who's gonna stop you? Who's gonna be there in case something happens? Not Nathan. Andrew. I am going to find Nathan, and I'm not waiting another minute in this hole. Don't you dare try to stop me. And I do not want your help. Want? <laughs> you need me! After everything I've done, you think you're just gonna go off on your own and that would be okay? You can't even find food for yourself! I'd like to see you try that. Walk right up to the paranoid, woken phobic dead disposal driver and say, Hello, I'm a walking corpse. You got any human flesh I can consume? See how that goes! Andrew! You apologize! I will not! I've been over backwards to keep you hidden and safe and fed and human! And I will not sit back and watch you go off and throw away everything I've done. If you insist on setting out into darkness and danger to find your ungrateful son, and well, I'm going with you. And we're going to sit here and come up with a plan. So we're not just going to go out there and, and, and well, you know, mess it up. So I will. You have been improving your vocabulary. Dr. West gave me a self-help book. It's on Mikrofiche. If you're going to come with me, and that's a big if, you're going to have to stop bringing him up. He's gone, and it's best for everyone. Okay. 
And call him Herbert, dear. He likes that. Right. So, you want to have a plan. Any ideas? Yes. Uh, Andrew? Well, the first step in making a plan is deciding where you want to end up. It's called setting your goals. This is from your self-help book? Yeah, it's super helpful. Pun intended? Huh? Nothing. Setting your goals. Right, so that's easy. Our goal is to find Nathan. Step two is identify your obstacles. Where to start? We don't know where he is, or if he's alive, or if we'll have to fight through security, or... Step three is don't get discouraged. I'm sure that's very helpful, Andrew, but it's not exactly a plan. It's a start. And anyway, step four is chart your path. We have to identify how to overcome our obstacles in order to achieve our goal. How do we overcome our first obstacle? We need to find out where Heartlife is keeping him. Any ideas? Uh, You used to work for corporate security. I worked as a street safe monitor. I never saw anything but a room full of security screens. Would they keep him in the tower? Oh, no. No one is held in the tower. That way, if they escape, they won't hurt anyone important. Well, that makes sense. I, I, can you access any information through a corporate terminal? I'm dead, remember? Logging in with my credentials would set off an alarm bell or three. Hmm. Know anyone who could help? <laughs> no. How would you react if a dead woman you used to drink coffee with showed up and asked for classified corporate information? This is pointless. Well, just remember, step three is don't get discouraged. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Not really. I suffered from eroticism as a child. Maybe that's why I didn't have many friends. Well, aren't we a pair? That's probably the eighth saddest thing I've heard today. Well, it's not so bad. Yeah, you now. (laughs) I think Simon's taking a shine to me. And well, the other day, a more person said, "Hello, Governor," to me. I'm practically popular. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you've just—what was it? Charted our path. I did? Simon, the dead disposal driver, he'll know if Nathan was... Well, he'll know if Nathan is still alive. That still doesn't tell us where he is, though. I know, but when you don't know where to begin, start by process of elimination. This doesn't sound very efficient. Remember rule number three, Andrew. Don't get discouraged. Do you have a better idea? No. And (laughs) step five is... Stick to your plan until you find a better one. All right, then let's do it by the book. Oh. Wait up. With a new lease on Unlife, Mrs. Rourke sets off once again in search of clues to save her son. Will she find him still in the clutches of M-U-R-D-E-R? Might he have escaped into the arms of his underworld contacts? Is he even now being injected with rat flu? Mrs. Rourke and Andrew Snidge had better hurry, for little does she know how much more dangerous her son's situation has become. Join us next time when we will learn what Nathan's new life holds in store.